Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whisker Wear Apparel along with Chuck Davis and I'm Lyle Stokes and welcome to the show. Chuck, we had the greatest time at Wheeler Lake this weekend. It was the most outstanding tournament that I've ever been to since I left the Monsters on the Ohio. It was just absolutely so much fun that it should have been illegal. Yeah, the, I knew this thing was going to start getting big. You know, you know the cabin fever starts setting in during the winter time. Um, you know, no tournaments for a couple of months. Everybody gets antsy. Um, you know, no better place to come than Wheeler Lake. A bunch of good guys get together and uh, put the two together. You know, you can't help but to have the best time of your life. That that is exactly right. It was wonderful. We will have Paul Strauth on the show with us tonight via phone call. Um, Paul couldn't get his uh, tablet or laptop, whatever he has, to do the, the show with us uh, on video, but he is going to call in here in about 10 minutes, and we'll visit with him for a while and get uh, some information from him. He's, uh, he's still pretty excited, and understandably so. That was a great win for him, and, and he just laid it on everybody. I'm very happy for him. One of the things that made me most excited is the fact that he dropped, brought Tammy over there to fish that tournament with him, and there's nothing better than to see a man and woman and, and, and their partner go in there and, and kicks everybody's butt and take names. I was just very happy for them. They're very good people. They fish a lot of tournaments, and, and uh, they've done really well. Yeah, he, he, he did his research, and, uh, you know, everything worked out for him. And yep. uh, I, I'm glad to see somebody like him, you know, bring, you know, be the champion this year. And, um, you know, that that's what it's going to take to to get catfish growing. You know, uh, guys like that coming up and winning, um, you know, gives everybody else hope. Not saying he's not a good fisherman because he's a great fisherman. But, uh, you know, it just seems that guys like him, don't have the best luck when it comes to the big tournaments. And, and finally it worked out for him. Well, last year his boat broke down. He didn't get to fish where he wanted to. And this year uh, he got to fish where he wanted to and made it happen. So, yeah, he, he had a heck of a deal. I have um, a couple of things before we're waiting on Paul to, to visit about. We, um, we absolutely have met uh, some of the greatest – uh, fishing people in the world that fish catfish tournaments. I I hear uh, about friendships being made and the amount of people that enjoy each other's company every time we go somewhere. And, and most of the people that we meet are friends for life. Uh, I enjoy being around them so very much. But Cindy had knee surgery here, oh, a few months ago and, and she kind of had some problems and we was kind of worried about being able to go. And then before the tournament, I got sick for about two weeks and, and I uh, had to power through it. And a couple days before the tournament started feeling better. We made the trip down there and everything was good. And, uh, Thursday night, uh, before everybody started coming over to, uh, our cabin, we, uh, uh, Cindy's leg give out on her after that surgery and, and, uh, she took a tumble off of the top step at the, uh, at the at the cabin and uh bummed herself up a little bit and uh being the tough one she is she went ahead and we took the day off friday and saturday she's ready to go and she's been really good about backing our our boat and trailer and stuff into the uh to the ramps but she gets a little nervous when we're in big crowds and then with that monster cat it being 
quite a bit bigger than what she's used to doing. Uh, we had a gentleman that come up to me uh, and told me that that he watched Catfish Weekly every week and he wanted to make sure that we was never going to quit. He enjoyed the show so much and he was an older gentleman and, and I visited with him and we got closer to the time to back the boat in and he walked up there and he says, do you guys need some help getting that in? I said, well, if you wouldn't mind, ask Cindy if, if she would like some help. And and he said, he said, I'm here to help you. Let me help you get that back in. And he pulled the truck up and he backed the old boat in, in down the ramp for us. And, and she pulled it out and, and he said, there you go. And I thanked him and come to find out that this gentleman's name is John Stevens. He's the guy that Larry Muse talks about being such an outstanding fisherman. And I visited with him a couple of times and I still didn't know who he was. And I had to find out later. And I have to tell you, this is one of the most nicest guys that you'll ever meet anywhere in the world. Helpful, friendly, do anything for anybody. And he's a fan of Catfish Weekly. And Mr. Stevens, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping us out. Um, we have we have had such a great time all the way from the party at our cabin uh, Thursday night, plumb up to Troy Hanson calling fish on Friday morning. And those of you that don't know that, uh, you need to check out Amy Smith's little video of Troy calling him fish. Uh, some people may not find it amusing. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, we stayed at our moat or at our cabin with John Norike, my buddy John, that was on the show last weekend, and he brought his a uh, couple of buddies of his down, one Kyle Dooley and his buddy Mark that he works with, and uh, we had a great time at the cabin. And then Friday, Thursday night for for uh, New Year's Eve, Vince Nagowski and Ryan and and uh, uh, Claude and Janet and Bink and Troy and Amy and Jason and. Josh Mays and Brown's catfishing, and I, I don't know. Vince was over there, and Stacy and a couple of guys, one her husband and her partner. And I don't know how many people was in and out of there, but <clears throat> excuse me, it was an absolute blast. Everybody had a great time, and uh, I think most people caught fish down there. They might not have caught them on tournament day, but of all the times that I've been to lake fishing and the times that I've been to Wheeler. You always mark a lot of fish down there, and it seems like most people catch a lot of fish. I don't believe I've ever been anywhere that I marked any more large fish than we marked down there this time. They were stacked in different areas. They wasn't all at the same place. But every time you found fish, uh, if you just look around, there were some giants down there to be caught. They just they didn't work all the time, but uh, it was an outstanding tournament. And, and Daniel and Casey... Um, I, I don't know how you could make it any better. I know you're going to work at doing that. You always do, as everybody does. But it was uh, the very best of times, and that's all I can tell you about it. Um, I know that, um, that you're trying to get your stuff lined up for 2016, and I'm working on our schedule. Um, that's going to be quite a deal for 2016. we got a bunch of good stuff coming up, Chuck. Oh, yeah, man, there's some hard decisions to be made. We're not going to be able to fish them all. Um, you know, even the one, even some of the ones that um, that I plan on fishing, I know they're going to fall through. Um, you know, but it's 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 better just to go ahead and make out a good schedule of, uh, you know, I make a dream list, you know, put about, you know, 12 or 15 tournaments on there. You know, pretty much I'll probably fish um, – 
I'm gonna try to fish all the Alabama catfish trail tournaments, the <coughs> small little local trail. Um, unless you know there's a, a a big event that's pretty close that's gonna um, you know interfere with it, and then you know hit the big three, the the monsters on the Ohio, Mississippi River monsters, and then the uh, winter <coughs> again next year. Right. Well, um, from where I sit. Just my opinion. We're, we're going to look at trying to fish all the Twisted Cat Outdoor tournaments. Um, we're going to try to make the Quincy uh, Cabela's tournament. We're going to hit Monsters on the Ohio. I would go down there. If I couldn't fish, I would be there. We're going to go to the Winter Blues on Wheeler, and we're going to Monsters on the Mississippi. And there may be a couple more we try to work in, but um, I, I can't imagine there ever being anything to equal monsters on the Ohio, but Daniel and, and Casey have put together a tournament down at Wheeler that is absolutely as much fun. Uh, it's a little further for me. It took us about nine hours to get there, but if they said they was having another of that magnitude next weekend, somehow I'd figure out how to get there. I mean, I just, I just would. It uh, might not be able to afford to fish it, you know, but I'd be down there because it's just – it's just a blast, and they've done an outstanding job. That, that community, um, they must have went up and seen what Aaron does up at up at uh, Owensboro because the community is getting around Daniel down there, and they're helping him out, and they're you know letting them use the school auditoriums or gym or whatever it was. And we packed that place just like we did the uh, uh, the restaurant the year before. And I think there was uh, what seventy six boats in it this year. There'll be over a hundred, I'm sure, next year. Uh, very well organized, very well run. The uh, production company that he had helping with that done an outstanding job. So uh, uh, kudos to them guys. It was really cool. Yeah, they're used to uh, you know doing a lot of bass tournaments, and you know he he had his own he had his own trails and stuff that he promoted. Um, you know just to put the usage in for his equipment and and to get a bunch of guys together to have fun. But um, you know he, he told me today that. He can tell a big difference between the attitudes of the catfish community and the bass community. Um, he said, he, he told me, he says, the, these catfish guys even seem glad to be there, you know? So, um, you know, the bass guys, you know, they just seem like they don't have as much excitement in them um, about the events. I don't think from what he was talking about than what he's seen in the catfish guys. And um, just being around them, he, he said it's just, you know, a great atmosphere and it's just a, a totally um, different atmosphere. And right. uh, he, he really loves it and he is going to try to get into it a lot more. Um, he had some uh, different uh, tourism board <laughs> city guys talking to him uh, about some different stuff also. So um, it looks like we, we may be getting some pretty good stuff uh, going around this area for, for once, and that's great. Uh, I, that's it's outstanding. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I say, when you see these communities like Owensboro, Kentucky, and, and uh, uh, these places down in Alabama getting behind these guys putting on these big tournaments, the, you're doing it right. In fact, they wouldn't be in there with you. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing. And um, when they're getting behind you, 
you draw the bigger crowds, you get more, you get more sponsorship from local and out of town, uh, sponsorships. Um, the motel looked pretty full to me. The one as you go up the hill past the, uh, the entrance to the park. And, uh, I know most of the cabins was full. So, um, it, it was just, it was really nice. And, um, from leaving, uh, 19 degrees when we left the house Wednesday, we get down there to be in the fifties, you know, um, this is our Christmas vacation. This is what Cindy and I do for each other for Christmas. Instead of buying gifts, we go to Wheeler Lake in Alabama and see all you guys. And, um, as long as Daniel's doing it, I got a feeling we're probably going to keep making that trip. Now it's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun. And, and normally the fishing is really good. And there was some giant fish caught down there uh, early in the week before the front move through Jason Athena put a 92 in the boat. It was just an absolute stud. Uh, the fish, not Jason. I don't know about that. Jeff has this with somebody else about that, but, um, you know, it was a, it was a great fish and there was a lot of, 50, 60, 80 pound fish caught that week. Um, here comes our call. We're going to get our winner on here. Hang on just a second. Hey, Paul. Hello. How you doing? I'm okay. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Congratulations on a big win down in Wheeler. All right. Well, that was, it was definitely a big win. Yes, it was. It was an outstanding deal. You guys... Went in there with a plan, made it happen, and, and we're all very proud of, uh, that you got it done. Well, you, we had a plan. It was, it, I, I didn't feel like it was the best plan. I, 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 you know, those, those guys that fish that big water and travel a lot farther than I do, I, I, I was certain that I was going to get beat. Well, you might have been certain, but it didn't work out that way. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that, that, that's for sure. But, you know, we, we weighed in kind of early, and, and it, I was stressed out the whole time. Um, you know, uh, I think there were nine boats left, and we were we still had a big fish at the tournament. Uh-huh. And then, of course, we got bought the third on that. But uh, it was it was a, a great event, a great, great for us to go uh, for seeing everybody and, I miss Chuck. I wish he had been there, but uh, I know circumstances and weather has, has issues with that. Well, it, it does, and and uh, he had some some things come up, and and then with all that flooding and stuff that they had before that, it kind of threw a little damper in him. He's trying to rush around. Some other things didn't exactly go right, but uh, you're going to get him right now because I'm going to turn you over to Chuck and let him answer, uh, ask you some questions, and you guys just have a good time. Okay, that sounds good. All right, Chuck. Chuck. Hi, congratulations, Paul. Is this the uh, the biggest win of your um, of your fishing career? Yes, it is. It's by far the biggest win of my, my career. Awesome, and uh, you 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 deserve it. You know, you've you've been close many times, and. Um, had so many, um, you know, bad opportunities come up with equipment and such. And, you know, it finally everything come together for you. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of you, man. You, um, you picked it up and you got everybody looking forward to next year. Uh, those big fish coming in, people seeing that, uh, you did something a little bit different, um, 
So, you know, that's going to make them want to go out and, and try to do different things. Um, right. you know, that, I don't know. I'm be doing something different because I did something different right there where everybody could see me doing it. So <laughs> I, suppose that, I, I suppose that's I won't be able to get near that spot next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've seen uh, you know, some good spots like that. And, you know, going to go back and fish those spots and just never could bring myself to it. But, um, you know, from now on, I'm going to be right there on spots like that if I mark good fish. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm the type of guy that, you know, it's hard for me to change my ways. You know, I've always got to be out there in that deep water and those channel edges and all that. It don't matter what the weather and um, the water conditions are. Um, even though I know that they're not there and they're probably up in, you know, the, the shallow flats or the sloughs, um, I just can't bring myself to, to do it. But um, I'm going to have to change some things around if I'm going to be getting up there on the top of the leaderboard. Right. Well, one of the things about fishing in the, in the, the shallower water that I've noticed is you, you, always, you don't always work the fish in the shallow water. You just have to be confident that, Does it feel like when those big old fish hitting that you know five, six, seven foot of water? I mean, is it a, a lot different feeling than you know when you're out there on that uh, 30, 40, 45 foot channel edge? Oh, yes, it's a, it's a completely different feeling because when those fish hit in that shallow water, they are moving. I mean, they're it's they're, they have a they move sideways and they're they're in a hurry to go somewhere. They uh, and and when you catch them, if you can catch them in, in three feet of water, like those fifty pound fish in three feet of water, you actually see them tail up to hit your bait uh, before your rod ever moves. And that just I'm working to work on getting some video of that this year. That's just that's unreal seeing that happen. <laughs> uh, but when, when you fish in that in the three foot of water, do you like? Um, you position your boat where you cast toward the bank or do you position your boat where you cast uh, uh, parallel with the bank and stagger your baits or is it kind of like a, uh, a fanning situation? It, it, a lot of times it depends on where I'm fishing. Uh, most of the time it's a fanning situation, but my, luckily my pond there, I can, I can sit in a, in a foot and a half of water if I want to. Uh, Right. In videos, uh, you know, some, some certain guides out on the James River, um, you know, I've seen some video of uh, them catching some big blues in four foot of water, um, you know, with, with the big swirl action you're talking about. But, you know, the, it's probably nothing like actually being there and it happening to you. Um, yes, that's something I'd really like to experience. Um, do, when when you um, 
do you actually mark those fish or you just uh, know that they're in the area or you just have a good feeling that they were in the area because of the heavy current and uh, uh, that would be a good little uh, getaway for them to get up into the uh, the, the warmer, shallower flats and, um, you know, get out of all that heavy current? Well, uh, we didn't pre-fish. Uh, I've been sick and I've been sick. We were down there Friday morning, so I didn't get a pre-fish. So I, I was going on the, the, the hunch that they would be there just because of all that current and the weather. Uh, but I, when we put the boat in Saturday morning, I did kind of ease over there and look and got back out of there pretty quick because I did see some things over there that I was really glad to see. Right. Um, yeah, I really don't know, you know, where everybody says you was at uh, from the boat ramp because I didn't get to see you that morning or where your boat was at. Was you on Was you on the launch side of the marina or was you on the lake side of the marina? I was on the, the ramp side of the marina. Awesome. Yeah, I think I know where you said, you know, I've seen guys are going around the edge and, you know, throwing the net for shad all around in there. Um, you know, I, I bet that's a blast, you know, watching those big blues hitting that shallow water like that. I've seen a lot of guys take off and go up into a lot of places like that uh, off of the main river. Um, you know, I didn't follow them or nothing to see where they were going, but I would actually uh, look on my chart you know, and see, you know, why they would be going up in there and stuff. And, you know, they, the places they were going up in, you know, was similar to where you were at, um, you know, and, you know, some of the places we would sit there for a couple of hours and then boats were never, never coming back out. So I'm sure they were going up in there and they were getting on to stuff like you were getting on to, or they would have been right back out of there. Uh, one, of the, one of the great things about, Shallow water fishing is generally you, you have action activity all day. Um, depending on who you who you listen to down there, apparently I caught ninety nine fish, and, and uh, a lot of other rumors were flying around. We we actually did catch around, around eighteen fish for the day. Uh, we had enough bait to catch ninety eight fish, but we we just could have done ninety nine even if we wanted to. Uh, what what was your bait of choice for the tournament? And was it frozen or fresh? It was fresh skipjack. My wife worked her butt off Wednesday and Thursday getting us fresh bait while I was at work. And we didn't have any of the, any of the monster skipjack like we always want, you know, the two and three pounders we had. I guess our biggest skipjack may have weighed a pound. Everything else was, was small, you know, eight to ten inch, those sleek skipjack that, again, they just haven't been around long enough to get, get that fly body and, Right. I mean, the, the ones you, yeah, the, the ones that kind of, uh, you know, you, you're a little discouraged when you cut them because you, you, they're not bleeding a whole lot and stuff like that. That's the sizes you're talking about. Um, right, right. Yeah, they, they seem to have worked pretty good and put off some pretty good scent. Uh, well, the areas, the areas you were at, was there, uh, uh, like creek or runoffs that were actually bringing any, uh, small type of a current through those areas? You know, I don't, I don't think we had 
not that I could tell that we had any current where I was at. The, the wind was moving the water a little bit, but, but we really didn't have that much, nothing that I could really see. Um, and we, we, we changed baits quite often. You know, we, we actually fished that first spot. We fished it for like three and a half hours, and, and after about an hour, I would pick a couple of rods You got uh, a whole bunch of people in chat that's congratulating you. I thought I'd let you know in case you didn't see it. And Mark Coburn would like to know if you feel that the front coming through helped you more in the fact that it turned your shallow fish on or the fact that it was affected the other competitors in a negative way more than, than normal. Now, was you using big pieces of bait or small pieces of bait? Well, the, the, they were small pieces of bait by, by normal standards, but they were big pieces of bait for what I had. I would cut, usually cut my bait in half. Uh, you know, there was uh, probably a three or four inch length in my bait, but it was only like an inch and a half wide and only a half inch thick. Okay. Jerry Dillard would like to know when you're fishing shallow water, how long do you typically sit on a spot before you move? Well, this time of year, wintertime in shallow water, I get a, a, an hour uh, at, at a minimum, an hour. Uh, springtime, when the water starts warming up and the fish are actually getting a little bit more active, if I'm not doing anything in 20 minutes, uh, I'm in the wrong spot. Usually with that, before, in the springtime, before I get all my rods out, And how much weight was you casting out there in that creek? Uh, three ounces. Three ounces. Three ounces. Yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't downsize our weight that much. We just we we downsized from six ounces to three ounces, and that was that was pretty much rough. Okay, that Chuck. Was, that was sufficient. I got him caught up on chat. Go for it. Okay. Um, you said your wife went out and worked and got your skipjack. Um. As she was bringing them in, were y'all just uh, bagging them up and, and icing them down? How was y'all keeping your skipjack the freshest they would be for the Saturday morning bite? Anything, anything that we caught, we, we started catching bait on Sunday. And anything I caught from Sunday till Thursday, well, Wednesday night, I actually brought home. We put them on ice to serve them and then I brought them home. And I actually went through the whole vacuum sealer and dropped them in the in the freezer for you know a day or two. Some of some of them were in there four days, some of them were in there three, two, you know, and so on. Uh, the bait she caught Thursday went straight into the cooler on ice, and it stayed. You know, luckily it was it was cool, and our ice we didn't have any problem with our ice melting or anything like that. And that was not a situation in my opinion. And could you did you use any of the frozen bait compared to the um, 
what you had ice down and could you tell a difference um in no the bite no difference. sorry but there's no difference between it i did use a bag of, of frozen bait just just bad bait and no difference than what was in it being that fresh and frozen no difference at all right because there was no freezer burn it looked i mean and it was uh just as oily and bloody and um but when you thawed it out, did you thaw it out slow, or did you cut it while it was froze solid, or how how do you use your frozen bait? I got, I got the frozen the bag of frozen bait out, and the first first piece, of course, come out. It was it was froze. I said it froze, and, and as as I used, I just left the bag out of the out of the, out of the cooler, so it was falling. So by the time we got to the you know the end of that bait, it was all of it was solid, and it was I mean it it, it cut it, it leaves just like you just caught it. I think myself, I know everyone does everything different, but I think the vacuum sealing really, really makes a difference in, in the freshness of the bait. Uh, you, you pulling all the oxygen out, you think that's the key to it? Yes. Yeah, yeah that, I, I, I heard that. You know, that's a, that, that makes a big difference. Uh, I, was in, I was in the food processing industry for, you know, three or four years and, you know, a lot of our product, we would pull the oxygen out and add a little CO2, but uh, yeah, just just getting rid of the uh, the oxygen, itself, uh, you know, makes a, a huge difference on keeping anything fresh. Um, when you uh, was you you just use a regular Carolina rig with a a regular no roll three ounce? Is that how you do your rigs? Well, my, my rig, it's a regular Carolina rig, but uh, I use uh, bottom door tackle, uh, sinker slide, and I'm using the, uh, uh, I've got a mold, a devil mold, but I use, I think it's the, the river style anchor, or the river style sinker, sinker that, that you mold the eye into. Oh yeah, that, those are nice for sinker slides. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I love those sinker slides. That, that enables me to change from, depending on where I'm what and when, I can change from, you know, an ounce to 14 ounces or 16 ounces in a, in a length if I want to. Okay. Um, you know, being in the pontoon boat and, and, you know, finding a good area to where you want to target. Um, so you, you're able to, to fan out around the total radius of your pontoon is, is that what you try to do if if the current's not uh actually you know moving your lines around and you're able to do a nice fan like that does that seem to work really well for you on uh you know being able to find the fish because we don't we don't we don't fan well, most of my fan is out the front uh, i have uh, i have rod holders on the back and a couple on the side but with that With Daniel changing his uh, his rules this year and being able to use um, you know unlimited amount of rods, uh, do you think that was to your advantage being able to use that many instead of uh, 
if we had the six rod rule and you was only able to use six, um, do you think uh, using the, uh, you know, being able to fan out 12 was a big asset for you? Well, it's, it's all, the more bait you can get in the water, you, you always up your chances. Uh, I like it either way, you know, with the, with the six rods, I, I still do a pretty good fan. I just spread them out farther in between each other on the, on the pontoon. Um, so either way, it's usually good for us. We, we, we've done well, you know, both ways. Oh yeah, if that fresh skipjacks in the water and uh, that that big old blue is gonna find it if it's anywhere close. If he gets that one little uh, little particle, uh, he's gonna find it. Yeah, he's, it's on. All right, Paul. Well, I think I've picked your brain enough, so I'm gonna pass you off to Lyle and uh, okay. see what he's got for you. Congratulations, man! And I'm gonna try to get up there this year and uh, fish with y'all for sure. I didn't get a chance last year like I had planned, but uh, I'm dying to get up there and fish on y'all's water and that place I talked to you about where I want to try where all the rivers come together um, yeah. that that right there I sat there and I looked at the map of the United States and I said if there's anywhere in the United States I could fish for blue cats where it would be and I studied the whole map and where those two rivers come together and then run right into the Tennessee River in that horseshoe um that area is, is where i want to fish that is my spot that's an excellent area there's a lot of the, a lot of the people who, who have done well uh down here in the cabela come up fish that area and like i told you before anytime you want to come or you and your wife or, or whatever we, we we always we usually have an extra bed here at the apartment we not many people want to come visit me for some reason i must must be a bad host i suppose <laughs> yeah I, I i mean i was wanting to come so bad man i just didn't get a chance and i know i'm gonna be pretty busy up to the uh the, the first part of the summer but if i can fit it in there i'm gonna try to get up there before them because that spot right there is uh looks like the springtime dream to me yeah it is. it's a great spot area. all right lyle uh, he's all yours you know, Paul, I don't know that if I might have missed it or not, but did you say that you was anchored the whole time you was in there? The whole time. The whole time, yeah. I, I thought that was right, but I wanted to clarify that. Uh, we've got people asking questions in, in on Facebook and chat, and I'm trying to keep up with both of them. But, um, you know, that that is an outstanding day to catch that many fish and, and all those quality fish and uh, you guys working together now. Who was the the gentleman that fished with you and Tammy? That's Brian Lawson. He is my he is my alternate tournament partner. Uh, obviously, my wife is my priority as a tournament partner. But but Brian, he has been a great tournament partner. He uh, you, you could not ask for a better partner. Honestly, uh, he he's just he was, he's the actual reason that we got to come down and fish. Winter blues on wheeler. Uh, he called me up. He said, hey, "You want a fish?" And I said, "Well, Brian, you know, it's right after Christmas, man. My funds are tied. I don't know." And he said, "Okay, would you fish if we could get you good?" Well, obviously, I would love to fish. He said, "Okay, I'm sending an entry fee in tomorrow, and I'll have our reservations made uh, in an hour." And so all I had to do was pretty much hook onto his truck and buy a little gas and some food. And 
said enough about Brian. Brian is the deep ultimate tournament partner, you know. Well, uh, if I called him, him today and said, hey, we're going to go fish a tournament wherever, uh, he would be ready to go and, and ready to pay more than his share. Right. And, and you know, you can't beat a partner like that, uh, uh, someone that shares the passion for, for doing tournaments as you do. And I know that you do. I've seen you at a lot of places. And, and I know you go to as many as you possibly can, and you get a guy like that that wants to go and, and share everything with you and enjoys being in the boat and catching those great fish, uh, you're right. That, that is as good as it gets for a tournament partner. Mark would like to know if your big kicker fish came early in the morning or late in the afternoon. Our big fish came early. We caught the big fish uh, all around 10 o'clock. That, that, that's our 68-pound fish. Now, the 50-pound fish we caught at 222. At, at 222. Uh, yeah. Man, that's we late had, in the day, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, actually, we actually had been catching undersized fish. Uh, we caught one over that one oversized fish, the, the 68-pound fish, was the only oversized fish we had for the day. We caught everything else was undersized. And at 222, I was able to call a 6-pound fish to take 50 pounds, and that's, that's unheard of. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's that's outstanding. That's outstanding. Marty Green wants to congratulate you on the win, and excuse me, he said the shallow water bite is killer in the wintertime in South Carolina on Lakes Wiley and Water Tree. He says you can't beat that awesome bite when they're up there in the shallows. Yeah, shallow water bite is just awesome. Any time, you know, wintertime, uh, early spring, the shallow water bite is Well, you know, I, I talked to one of my my really guys that I look up to early in the week, and we was discussing. Actually, it might even have been the weekend before we all left, and we was talking about that. And and uh, the guy told me he said, um, "When you see me, I'll probably be up on the bank somewhere fishing." Uh, fairly shallow water, and uh, I didn't see that happen. Uh, but in hindsight, I think we're both thinking, "Damn, what happened, man? We just, we just, we just didn't do what we talked about." But uh, it worked out for you. And like I say, everybody is just super excited that you guys come all the way and pulled that pontoon boat that distance and done so well. It's just outstanding. Well, I thank you, and I thank everyone else uh, congratulate me. Uh, I'm not actually looking at the chat right now, but uh, uh, you know, it, it it's been a phenomenal, a phenomenal day, two or three days. You know, uh, I'm still, we're still coming down from the high of it. You know, uh, it's well. You know, Paul. One of the things that that I wanted to touch on just a minute. You mentioned that Tammy fished that tournament with you when we was in the captains meeting the night before the tournament. You'd come over to visit with me a little bit, and I was glad to see you as always. And uh, when I found out that she had come out there with you, uh, I wanted to go visit with her, and I told you that. And we went over, and I told her that I was so happy that she came. I honestly think, and, and I know some people think I'm nuts about this, but I believe that the people that brings their wife to these tournaments and the guys that bring their sons, like Richie Blakely, uh, those and their daughters, you know, there was, there's usually some girls in these tournaments, but those people work together. They, they do the family thing and you don't see that in fishing sports 
in tournament fishing sports other than in catfishing. I've, I am so excited when a guy brings his wife or his girlfriend or his daughter or his son. I mean, to me, that is the, the best part of fishing. You make it at a family event. And when Daniel lets you take the extra person in the boat or, or two people in the boat, or if you have a boy and a girl or a wife and a daughter or a wife and a son or a wife and a great fishing partner like you can, it makes it work really well. Uh, and, and I'm just, you know, them kind of things is what makes these tournaments so great. I agree with you, and my wife will be the first person to tell you that she is the reason why we win this, win this tournament. She, every time she's on the road with this tournament, we, we finish well. Um, and and I'm, I'm beginning to believe her, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, that's... Uh, like I say, I, I wanted to go over and visit with her because, you know, it's it's really good, and, and I knew that you had told me that you guys, neither one, had really been feeling that well, and and I kind of went through a little spell of that too, where I'd not been feeling good. And and uh, you you want to do these things so bad. I mean, you want to get to these tournaments, and, and you know who's going to be there, and you know they're some of the best people in the world, not only as fishermen but as your friends. And and uh, you know, I like I say, I see you at a lot of tournaments, and we visit a little bit. Sometimes we don't get to to visit too long, but we always see each other and shake hands and, and visit for a little bit. And, and, uh, uh, there's just so many, uh, that are making more and more of these tournaments as, as husband and wife or girlfriend or daughter and son and whatever that I, I'm excited about what we have to look forward in the future. We have, um, quite the conversation going on here with a couple of these guys about me washing my hands. I'm not going to get into that, but, uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a mess, but, um, Paul, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for spending your time and, and, uh, being on the show with us tonight. I wish Tammy was off work where she could be here. And, and, uh, if you would, uh, tell congratulations to your partner and her, we'd all appreciate it. We enjoy very much having you on the show and, and uh, seeing you down at the tournament. And when we have guests on, we always give them time at the end of the show to thank anybody in particular or sponsors that they would like to. And I think we're kind of going to wind up this part of the show tonight. Uh, and if you have anybody that you would like to show your appreciation to, you have all the time now to do so. I'm glad that you've done that, uh, Paul, because uh, I think the general consensus has changed. And 
Um, you may use Driftmaster rod holders, but to I, I actually sent Steve a message this morning or last night and thanked him myself, the same as you did, uh, for being a sponsor of the tournaments. You know, he does not have to do that, as so many sponsors do not have to, and and he does a lot for a lot of places, and I think I congratulate you for doing that also. It's an outstanding gesture on your part. I really appreciate you having me on the uh, on the show, and I'm going to have to uh, get over here so I can actually get to watch this and watch some of the comments and, and other things like that, but I look forward to seeing you guys again, uh, and if, if, you know, if you ever get down this way, Lyle, and, and would like to fish and don't want to pull on your boat or anything of that nature, the same the same is open for you as, as it is for Chuck. Uh, we, my apartment, it's not, it's not really big, but it's a, it's a great place to go and play down. And, and I would I'll be happy to have you on my boat. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. You know, there was several years in a row that Cindy and I planned on making it out there and going to the Potomac River and the James River and Sandy Cooper and every place that we know some people and spending two or three weeks out there getting to do that. And uh, every year we'd plan that and nothing ever come up and we, something would come up and we didn't get to make it. And, and one of these days it's going to happen and we're just going to close up everything and take off and probably take two, three, four weeks and uh, make a, make a trip out East. And I want to hit all the good spots and I'll be, I'll be looking you up when that happens because uh, uh, we want to. What's part of the phenomenal fishery uh, uh, a lot of people are testing to and that's where I'm, I'm, I'm really close to what now. Awesome. I actually look out the, out the window and see what well, that'll lay. So. Oh, that'd be outstanding. But, you know, Paul, if, if you ever get over here, uh, I'll meet you in St. Louis and we'll go fish the Mississippi or the Missouri. If you come down down the southwest part of the state, we'll go up to Lake Ozark or Truman and, and uh, we'll have a great time. And, and uh, uh, that's, that's the part of things that makes this catfishing sport what it is right there. Exactly. Uh, and let, let me go ahead and, and, and talk to Larry Muse's name out there, too, because Larry, Larry is a, a, a great master of our sport as well. Uh, he has taught me a lot. Um, and you, you just, you, just don't, you don't find people in other sports or other oh, catfish, okay. other fishing uh, that, that do what us, us catfish guys do. I mean, how many people will show you their rig and tell you how to use it? And that this is how you could beat. Okay. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's outstanding. And, and, uh, you know, I was so glad to see you and congratulations again. And, uh, we'll try to get everything lined up and I, I'm sure we'll be seeing you real soon at, at one of the next tournaments. Yeah, well, we, we plan on, we, we plan on going to a lot of tournaments. I think I'm, I'm not going to do 30 this year, but I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for 25, 28. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good year. That's a pretty good year. That, that's a lot. You guys will be busy. Well, congratulations, and thanks for joining us on the show tonight, Paul. And thank you again, and thank you too, Chuck. All right, Paul. I'll see you later, and uh, go catch some hogs, man. I'm going to try. All right, buddy. All right, thank you. All right, that was Paul Strouth, winner of the Winter Blues on Wheeler Tournament. Uh, I mean, they put it on. Everybody down there had a great day, and, and we had an awesome time visiting with them. And, uh, you know, really good people, good people for the sport. And, 
and uh, they're the they're the kind of people that that we need. To, there's nobody that wanted to win or needed to win or or deserved to win any more than them guys did. Is this on speaker? Yes. All right, we have another guest that called in on the phone tonight. Uh, we're having a run of of not getting video stuff uh, on, but Vicky Mathena is on the phone with us, and we had Vicky on last week. But we got some more stuff to visit with her about, and uh, we didn't we, everything didn't work out to where we could do it last week, so we're going to do it tonight. How you doing, Vicky? I am wonderful. Hey, girl, how you doing? Vicky? Yeah. Did you hear Chuck? Oh, I'm doing fine, Chuck. How are you? Great, great. I love your pictures on Facebook. I see y'all had a good time. Had a ball. Couldn't ask for a better week. Okay. Awesome. I can't wait to uh, get together and spend some more time with y'all. I've missed out on it this time, but <coughs> we got we got plenty of more times coming, so um, just looking forward to those. Um, Vicki, you know, we, at the end of the show last week, I got a message that started coming in and, and he was trying to get in the chat room with us and he couldn't get it to work. And he actually wanted, it was George Young Jr. He wanted to talk to you and, uh, you know, he, he wanted to do to talk to you while you was on the phone with us and we couldn't make it happen. So tonight, today he was supposed to be on here and, he went to his daughter's house for a little Christmas dinner or something or other, and, and they have no signal out there, so it's not going to work again uh, for him. But I'm going to ask you some questions that, that he has sent to me, if you don't mind. All right. <laughs> okay. You know, you, you've been fishing for a long time. You and Jason have fished together as long as I've known you, and, and uh, that's been a few years now. And Jason's told me stories about you fishing before you started fishing these catfish tournaments. Yeah. What would be your uh, ideal uh, person to go fishing with if you had someone uh, to go out fishing just for an afternoon with? Other than Jason? Yeah, other than Jason. I mean, I'll take Jason. <laughs> You'll take Jason? I'll take Jason, yeah. If you, if you could go fishing with someone else... Anybody in the world, celebrity, non-celebrity, or anything, who, who might that be? Oh, wow. Probably Bill Dance. That's pretty good. Pretty good answer. If, some, if it's somebody alive, Bill Dance, if I can pick just anybody, be my dad. Well, that, that, that would be a great time, too. Um, Jason had talked to me, and, and he had mentioned this to a couple of people, that, that Bill Dance might be a, a person that you um, – really would like to go fishing with. And uh, when we had Bill and George on the show, uh, you know, when you and Jason was on the show with us, we had you guys on a little while before the show started and talked about some other things and different stuff and how the show runs and different things. And this subject, this subject was brought up uh, about you and Bill and um, George Young has made that happen. We have um, the, the tournament that George is putting on, uh, Mississippi River Monsters. Um, out of the first 50 people that entered that tournament, they're going to draw a name for someone to get to fish with Bill Dance. 
And this has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with that. That's still going to happen for someone. I hope it's me. But uh, when Bill found <laughs> when Bill found out about this, him and George talked about it. And one day, the week before that tournament, Bill's going to take you out for a few hours, and you guys are going to get the fish together. Oh my gosh! That uh, and and this again. Now we're talking about catfishing. We're not talking about any other fishing sport, and we're talking about the number one fisherman, uh, as far as I'm concerned, worldwide, and you get to spend some part of the afternoon in a boat with him. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Well, um, the person to thank would be Bill Dance and George Young. They made it happen. Yeah. George thought that was a great idea, and when they talked about it, they decided that it needed to, to happen. You have been one of the standbys forever to when somebody goes to a tournament, uh, they're looking to see where Jason and Vicky's at and you've done your share. And this is sort of a way that they're going to give back for everything you've done for our sport. Oh, wow. I don't feel like I've done anything. I just enjoy what I do. I enjoy being with all the people and especially with my son. Well, it's, um, it's not every day that someone can fish as many and as much as time as you and Jason get to put together. And, and I am very thrilled to know you guys and actually get to be around you as much as I am. And, uh, you know, Jason, uh, this whole thing started with a thought that he had. So I guess he's the backbone to it and the rest of the stuff just kind of fell in place. And congratulations for, for, for this happening. And I know you're going to have a great time. Thank you, and I'm sure I'll have a wonderful time. <laughs> now, I am so excited. The, the question I have for you, uh -huh. would you actually put Bill Dance in timeout? <laughs> I don't think so. He might put me in timeout, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you know, I know you're going to have a wonderful time, Vicki, and, and uh, George will be in touch with you, and, and you guys can figure out how it's going to happen. Congratulations. I know that you'll have a great time, and if there's anyone in the world that deserves this, it's you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, and thanks, Todd. You're welcome, and uh, <laughs> you have a ball. I'm sure both of you had something to do with this, along with Jason and, and George. Well, George and and and, um, and Bill are the ones that, that made it happen, and that's that's where the thanks go. And uh, you know, like I, I say, every everybody dreams about getting to fish with Bill Dance one way or the other, and your dream's going to come true. Thank you. All right, we'll be talking to you soon, Vicky. Uh, all right, have a good evening, guys. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Vicki Matheny gets to fish an afternoon with the great Bill Dance. It does not get any better than that, does it, Chuck? Oh, no. It don't get no better than that. Yep. It, it really don't. Um, George wanted to tell her himself. He tried to get in chat last weekend. Uh, he couldn't get in. I would have to, you know, we had the phones going. We have the, uh, the live chat going. We have the Facebook stuff going. And I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get it organized where he could get on there so he decided that he was going to do it tonight and we worked and worked and worked to try to get everything lined up uh to do it and he had to be at his daughter's house and and uh it's in a place 
where not only could they not get the service to do it, uh, he run out of phone service and he sent me a message and he, he just can't get it to <laughs> make it happen and wanted to know if, if I would tell her because we've been trying for a couple of weeks and, and uh, uh, we got to do it. I, I really would have liked for George to do it. Uh, you know, he, he is the man that done the most to make this happen. And, and like I say, for those of you that know Vicki, you know that there's nobody in the world that deserves this any more than her or that'll have any better time than her. And for those of you that have not met Vicki Mathena, you are missing out on one of the truly greats. So what else we got to go with tonight, Chuck? Um, the Catfish Conference. Yes, sir. Uh, anything new on that that you've heard of? Just that it's getting bigger and going to be better by the day. I actually had wrote that down to to talk about, uh, and, and we're getting close to the end. So the Catfish Conference 2016 at Jeff Jones Marina, Versailles, Kentucky, February 22nd, 27th. Um, I honestly believe that anybody – that has anything to do with catfishing will be there. Um, I talked to a number of people this weekend that are planning on being there. Um, fishermen, sponsors, business people of all sorts. If they have uh, a fishing catfishing in their blood, I think that they're going to either attend or do make the best possible effort they can to get there. Uh, I think it'll be a great time. We are going to try to do a live show out of there. The closer we get to time and when we make sure that they have the internet connection, I can't imagine being in a town the size for sales that they wouldn't have, then we'll get everything lined up. And what we'll try to do is, is get people lined up for, for interviews that want to be on the show. We'll run as many through as we possibly can. And we'll have a blast when we do this. We want to do it live. We don't want to record it uh, the last time down at uh, Bass and Moore. That was so exciting. We had a wonderful time down there, and that's what we'll try to do down at Versailles. Uh, Steve Douglas and these guys at Jeff Jones have absolutely worked uh, unbelievable amounts to put in time and effort and energy to make this thing happen. Uh, I think that it's going to be a great event. I, uh, I, I just... I, what are you going to do in February? If the water's froze, you might as well go down there and look at boats and talk catfish. You know, we've seen some of the great people and, and a lot of people that we don't see a lot of times at, at Wheeler this past weekend. Uh, I hadn't seen uh, uh, some of the guys uh, for a long time. You know, um, Justin Browning was down there. I hadn't seen Justin all year. And, and we joked around and kidded around and had a big time down there for a few minutes. And, and really, when you get that many people together, uh, a lot of times you only get a few minutes. You know, um, so we, I seen Chris. I seen Chris, spoke to him down there in the, in the uh, eat line. And um, there, just everybody that, that's involved – uh, in, in these tournaments are starting to be at more and more of these events. And this catfish conference, I think will be an outstanding deal. I, I really, from the response they're getting on this now, I don't see how it's possible that they can do two of them in one day. I think after this one, they're going to figure out that it's going to be so big that it's going to have to be a two day event. 
Yeah, it's um, you know, I, I've been these boat shows and these uh, outdoors uh, shows and stuff that come to town. Uh, to be able to do everything in one day, you really have to rush and you know really can't do everything that you want to do. Um, I, I can see something like this very <coughs> easily being a whole weekend event. I, I can too. Now, you know, we, we usually go to several shows throughout the winter and sports shows and different events and, and, uh, put on seminars and, 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 uh, showcase rods and, and equipment and, and talk about different things with as many people as we can. And this is kind of what this is, but on a greater magnitude and, and it's specifically about catfishing. And I really think that it's, it's going to be a blast. I mean, if you're not there, you're going to miss out on something and, uh, it's free. I mean, that, that's a heck of a deal. All you're out your time and energy getting there, the rest of the stuff, and you get to see all the big dogs and all the little dogs, you know, they're everybody in between where everybody's going to be there and, and it's going to be a, a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, I mean, I can see in the future to where, um, you know, the people setting up booths, um, you know, have to pay uh, booth fees and stuff like that, which would only seem fair. But um, you know, the, the 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 way the catfish community is, I don't think I don't think you would ever have to pay an entry fee to uh, to to go to one of these conferences. You know, the the vendor booths and stuff like that may have to pay a um, you know a fee to to get you a booth and set it up and all. But um, I, I think it's the, you know, the more, you know, next year is going to be really big. I, you know, and, and uh, we, we look at what Daniel done from year one to year two. Uh, this Catfish Conference is big to start. Year one is going to be huge. So year two, if it grows in comparison to what Monsters on the Ohio has to Winter Blues on Wheeler and some of the other events that we're going to. If it grows in that magnitude in a couple of years, it'll be a it'll be the next big thing in catfishing. Right. So, anything else you want to visit about tonight, old buddy? Uh, not too much. What's your um What's your next big event you're looking forward to besides this conference coming up? Let's see. Which one is first, Mississippi River Monsters or Monster on Ohio? Uh, Mississippi River Monsters. Well, that'll be the next big one that I'm looking forward to. Now, uh, I want I, I'm going to be there. If if uh, this this I'm excited about this catfish conference. Now, that's the next big event we're going to, and we're going to try to fish all of the the. Uh, uh, Twisted Cat Outdoor Tournaments this year. We're going to try to make all of those. There's a couple of uh, uh, events that Brad Kilpatrick ha has over Kansas City Catfish. We're looking at, at some of those. Uh, there'll be benefit things that pop up throughout that, that we'll try to attend. I really want to try to make the Cabela's Tournament in Quincy, Illinois this year. Um, I seen Jeremy down at the... Uh, at the uh, Wheeler tournament. He wasn't fishing, but he was there. And, and that is a feather in, in Daniel's cap. When you get these big guys like Aaron Wheatley and Jeremy Coe and places, guys like this showing up to see how things are run. And, and, and these guys have got to be changing notes on what they're doing to get these events working like this. And that's a, that's a great thing. It's a great thing. So we're going to try to do that one and maybe sneak in another one or two. And 
we are going to be at Monsters on the Ohio, not fail. We are going to be at the Mississippi River Monsters, not fail. We are going to be at the Winter Blues on Wheeler. And anything else that we can make, and I'd like to come out East Vince, I really would. Uh, uh, and, and if we can make that happen, we'll try to make We can't make every big tournament. You know, we went up to um, uh, the Grand Forks and fished the Cats Incredible Tournament a few years ago. It was an absolute blast. We had uh, a wonderful time, and but it's like 14 hours up there for me. And, and, uh, we drove all night to fish that two-day tournament, and when we got up there, Brent Riddle was up there, and Doc, and uh, Yao, and and uh, a bunch of guys from our area. The boys from Run Cat River Anchors was there. We we had a wonderful time, but that is just about too far for me to go. You know, Fourteen hours is just about too far. Yeah, that's. Uh, and I would never drive it straight through again. I'd have to stop. I just have stopped spending night someplace. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big haul. You know, I would have to uh, to do something like that. It it would have to be a week's vacation for me. I'm not into driving somewhere uh, and driving <laughs> right back, especially if it's a cruise like that. But you know, I I'll drive. You know, a a a twelve hour one way trip. You know, if I'm gonna stay a week and, and you know drive back. But I, I'm not into driving 12 hours and, uh, you know, fishing a day or two and driving back. That's just, you know, we something. Have a, uh, we have a couple of guys, and I was going to mention this, and, and Chad Wall, Aaron Wheatley, Brad Becks, um, congratulations to us. Uh, this is our 100th Catfish Weekly Show, and thank you guys. Um, this started out with a pipe dream sort of deal, and and um, Paul Ragsdale started out. Paul was on to help us out last week. Uh, it was great to have him on here. I know him him and his wife are, are ill again. Uh, this bug or whatever's going around, everybody's getting it and getting rid of it. But um, episode one hundred of Catfish Weekly, and uh, it was a great. A great show, and, and we've had some really good guests. We're going to start getting some of the other people back on. I would like to mention that next week on Catfish Weekly, for you guys uh, to ponder over, Joe Lucky and Jerry Klein the first is going to be on the show. Joe Lucky and Jerry Klein are some of the great fishermen in the Midwest. They go all over and fish. They're tough everywhere they go. And they are some of the greatest folks that you'll ever meet at a catfish tournament. They are really good people. And we'll have a lot of fun with those guys. And uh, they, they're going to share some experiences they've had in catfishing. And I'm really looking forward to this tournament. They, they I've known them for years and, and see them at a lot of the Midwestern tournaments. And Monsters on the Ohio last year, they was down there. They fish a lot of stuff, and they're competitive everywhere they go. So it will be really, really good. And, Doc Lang, I know you're on the show tonight. When we can get to where we can make it happen, we want you on Catfish Weekly in the worst kind of way. Uh, so if we can get that to where we can get old Doc on here one of these days, him and Lynn would be an awesome show. And I know that she's not too wild about doing the show, but it'd be nice if, if she would consider that. But, Doc, we got to get you on here. We just got to. Um, but that's all I got for tonight, Chuck, unless you have something else. 
No, that's about all I've got. Um, I, I look forward to getting on there with uh, with these guys, and uh, they have been through a whole lot. And you know the the, the tournament I talked about that my friend fished on uh, the Sante Cooper, where they had a championship for it as like a twenty four hour event, and a hurricane came through. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'd really like to talk to them about them fishing that event. I mean mm -hmm. that. Uh, an experience like that that I've never uh, fished in, even if the weather would have been good, but actually fishing, I think what they said they were in a 20 foot tracker flat bottom boat at that event. And uh, my friend was in a pontoon boat with the, with the, um, with the, the waves breaking over into the pontoon boat. So I could just imagine being in a 20 foot tracker. It, Saturday Cooper with uh, you know swells that big so yep. that's just some stuff that these guys can share with us that um, you know a lot of people never experienced especially a 24 hour tournament that you fish 24 hours straight and it may have been longer than that but um, you actually you know pull up and, and get to go get out of your boat and go in somewhere and eat come back out get in your boat go back fishing but um yeah, that's some great stuff. I can't wait to talk to him about. But that's all I got, Lyle. All right, buddy. For Paul Strauss, Vicky Mathena, Chuck Davidson, I'm Lyle Stokes. Thank you guys so much for sharing our 100th uh, episode on Catfish Weekly. Until next week, that's a show. <laughs>